0: Some people have a talent for life. No matter what happens, they just keep going. Fergus O'Farrell is one of them. Gifted with a special voice and a rare touch for writing melody, he's one of Ireland's unsung heroes of music.
1: And I love her so I wouldn't trade her for gold I'm walking on movies
2: I was born with a silver spoon
0: 20 years ago, Fergus and his band Interference released their debut album to much critical acclaim. Since then, their live performances have become as legendary as they are rare. The second album remains a work in progress, though. Fergus's song Gold... As performed by him in the Oscar-winning movie once, may just have brought them back to finish it..
3: If the door be
1: closed, then a row
0: start now 45 years old, Ferguson in person matches the silver screen version, with maybe just a little more gray in the tight beard and short crop. Fergus also has muscular dystrophy. Refusing to be held back by it, he lives without fear and inspires. I trade her Today, Fergus works from his home studio in Skull in West Cork. Hi, right. how are you doing? I'm David.
2: All right. Uh, how is Fergus doing? He's just getting up now. Come on in. Oh, no he's no worries. Not at all. You're a mum. I, I am, yeah.
3: Right. So.
0: Fergus needs help in and out of his bed and wheelchair. When his wife Lee is away, his mother, who lives next door, drops by. Fergus is always open to talk about his life.
1: My aunt had brought me to several healers. And uh, one of the healers was very famous, and uh, she was a complete believer. Uh, and um, I was the first person he came down to put the hands on. And I remember putting the hands over my head and feeling the equivalent of an orgasm, uh, like just this complete nutter utter electricity through my body. And I was going, oh my God, I'm being healed. And in fact, for the first several seconds after he moved on, I was afraid to move a muscle in case it hadn't happened and then I went to stand up and of course it hadn't happened and my aunt was appalled she couldn't believe it, she was absolutely astounded, she was so she'd prayed so many hours every day for years for this cure to happen and uh, at the end of the meeting she brought, brought me to where his room was, and he security guards outside the room, and she knocked at the door, "No, he can't be disturbed. No, no, this is very important uh, you know." And uh, we were allowed in to see him, and, and he said, "Um, my dear lady, what's the problem?" And she goes, "But father, he, he hasn't been cured." And then he looked at me, he put his hand on the side of my uh, face, and he said, um, "No, um, there has been a miracle, but it's just not what you expected." And it was th- for that very day that I decided I'm doing music." And then from then on, I had no interest in academics.
0: Morris Roycroft, also known as Morris Caesar, is a longtime friend and collaborator with Fergus. A key member of Interference, he's known Fergus since the 80s. Morris lives with his Italian artist wife, Maria Pizzuti, just across the road, you could say, near Durris
4: Village. Who is he? Um, he's a. He's a um, for me, it's about integrity. You know, that's, that's, that's really it. It's, um, there, there is no doubting the integrity that you that you feel when you hear him sing. Um, so that's an essential ingredient in any singer. I've worked with uh, many great singers over the years and spent many years working with Gavin Friday. You never doubted a word that man sang. Sinead O'Connor, you do not doubt what she sings. Maria McKee, um, Bono, when he sings a song like One, you know, um, you do not doubt that man. And so Fergus has that and he has it as just part of his being. And it's an extraordinary thing about Fergus is that when called upon to deliver in the live arena, you know, he's perfect. Uh, Okay, that's a a dangerous word, but from what I'm aware of what it is that uh, that he can do, he delivers his best work when he's literally back to the wall in, you know, having to do it.
5: We keep saying to him, I don't know how you do it, he keeps singing like an angel. Mm. In theory, he shouldn't and they're people with full lung capacity that they're not producing one uh, tenth of what they produce. But even from the practical point of view that he, he uses is, uh, is a belt that holds him to the wheelchair as a diaphragm. And I mean, uh, it's so in a way, that's what I'm talking about, his capacity to be absolutely logical, practical, almost engineer-like, and at the same time be so organic and creative, uh, because what comes out of it is pure musicality. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a miracle the way he does it. And uh, he continues to do it.
4: We will go on stage not knowing what we're going to do. And so what we're doing is we're end, we end up trusting each other that one of us somehow is going to lift the other into doing something unexpected. And, um, and it, it, uh, it's, it's something that I think... I don't quite know why it's so important for him because it makes him more nervous than any of us. Um, he's the one, after all, that has to carry it. But it's fascinating, you know, and it's certainly something I've I've, uh, I've found myself being reawakened in that way, you know, and it's, I think it's very important.
0: No longer able to hold a guitar or play piano, these days Fergus paints to express himself.
5: One time he had a nosebleed, one of his fantastic old works. He had a nosebleed on a piece of uh, graphic work he was doing and all these dots and then he started working on the dots. It's uh, fantastic. You must have seen it at home. He's under stairs as he goes it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work, and I said, that's where he came from. He <laughs> just sprayed all these kind of dots, and these dots became part of the composition and developed on from there. But what he does, which I'm trying to stop him from doing, he keeps going over the same painting. <laughs> so nobody. So I was trying to just give him a few hints how to stop from doing that and taking pictures and. We then uh, photocopy some stuff and print stuff, and at least there is a record of of his process. Because he's so productive and he keeps just going over. He would go, if it was for him, he would go over the same painting forever. Bang, bang, bang. Listen to the uh, email. Bang, bang, bang.
0: But just as in his music, Fergus gets engrossed in seeking perfection. It could explain the ongoing second album. One thing is for sure, don't. someone's got to call time. Boom. There's a couple of I really, really low notes. I think
4: it's pretty much the same. It is the same. It, it may be
1: the same, but the, it could no, be better. No
4: no, 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 It's, not, it's that it's, it's up
3: a tone. So not, yeah, mm.
1: yeah, but we could also
3: read <laughs>
4: And so, in a way, the recording process was Ferg with Ferg is always trying to make him believe that this is it. You know, this this is you've you've got no further choice. And so you're not getting back at this. You know, so uh, how do you deliver that without you know bringing 200 people into the room and uh, calling it a gig? <laughs> I know it's possible because I can hear in my head, it's got
1: to be possible.
0: Fergus's father Vincent O'Farrell is a proud family man especially seeing his son's work make an appearance in the Broadway stage production of the movie once
3: But I was uh, saying he's he's going to be probably the only family member to get a mentioned the only New York family member whoever by will be written up by the art critic of the New York Times I can nearly, nearly bet you a pound on that because I bet you more than a pound on it uh, it just says, show signature ballad Falling Slowly by Lynn Hansard and Marquisia uh, The movie's guy and girl won a 2007 Oscar for the best song. The other ballads, Mr. Hansard's Leaves and Fergus O'Farrell's Gold are almost as stirring. Musically, the most breathtaking moment is an exquisite capella reprise of gold, sung softly by 11 singers. Uh, that's New York Times. We're in, I'm never going to see that again.
0: But it's not the first time Fergus has picked up some
3: pretty high praise. And the other, of course, acclaim, which I adore always, even though we missed the presentation, is the one that he got from Clongo's College. For the example and memory he leaves of himself and of his service, the Aloysius Trophy from 1986 is given to someone whose mark might be best resumed in the words courage and determination. Fergus O'Para.
0: It was actually in Clongo's College that Fergus formed the band Interference with his friends Malcolm McClancy and James O'Leary. Unable to play sport, music became his sanctuary. Although he had walked through Clongo's college doors, his muscular dystrophy unnoticed, it had been spotted in his primary school days.
3: I was having a pint in the Spaniard with George Harrington, who was a retired postman in, in Kinsale, and George said to me i have been watching your little boy, he said, walking up the hill from Kinsale up past the Spaniard up there. And he says, I can tell you, no, he says, if you don't mind, there is something wrong with his legs or else he's putting on a bit of a gatch. He said, but the way he's walking isn't right. So I said, God, if he can see it, I'm, we must be
0: missing something. It was only when Vincent was returning from a business trip that he was presented
3: with his son's diagnosis. Maureen met me at the airport and she said, uh, I have some bad news. And I said, what? He said, "Fergus has, has a thing called muscular dystrophy. So I said, muscular what? Dystrophy. I said, never heard of that. I said, what, what's that? Well, she, he said, it's a problem with his muscles. And I said, oh, well, I said, "I sure, we'll be able to fix that. Oh, no, she said, I don't think it can be fixed. So I said, what do you mean? Well, she said, it, it's a serious condition uh, and it's going to get worse and there's no cure for it. So of course my heart dropped and then when I got home Tom O'Leary came down a doctor and, and uh, we sat in our sitting room and Fergus was playing below in the garden running around uh, and Tom went over the disease and the consequences and initially at that stage they were horrific because we were looking at you know, there were several kinds of dystrophy we were looking at maybe he was going to die when he was 17 or 18 years of age Um which was an awful, awful blow.
0: With Vincent away a lot, it was often up to Fergus's mother, Maureen, to come up with coping strategies.
2: I remember one time I was in the house uh, and at the sink, I suppose, as usual, and um, he came up to me and he said, Mum, and I said, what? He said, you know, I tripped and fell uh, the other day and when I went to get up one of... My friends booted me in the ass and he said they were, I fell down again. They were all laughing. Mm-hmm. He says, what am I going to do? So I was mad like, but he needed a solution. So I thought about it and I said, the next time you fall. And I says, if they start laughing at you, I says, you laugh too. And I says, don't stop laughing until they've stopped laughing. And I said, they'll get tired of it then. So a few days later, he came in again, Mum, Mum, I said, what? He said, Do you remember what you told me the other day? He said, I did it and it worked.
0: Fergus's mother may have coached him through his school days, but Fergus had a faith in where he was going ever since his encounter with the healer.
1: I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be going too extreme to say at one point, particularly after the charismatic meeting, that um, I had been chosen by God to do music. I mean, that's how extreme it was. Uh, I know that sounds completely and utterly really, uh, nutty, but um, that's the kind of faith uh, uh, I had. And, and, and in fact, anybody I know who's made it um, would would have had, not necessarily that particular kind of belief, but certainly um, a complete and utter faith in that if they strive and strive and keep doing it, and they keep their bag packed when that train of luck arrives at the station, they'll be ready to get on it. There's no use in, in waiting for the train of luck to arrive at the station and they go, oh jeez, I must go off and pack my bag.
0: Fergus's conviction in his musical destiny caused a little conflict at home but his parents did allow him a certain freedom.
2: I was dropping back to school one, or back to the train uh, in Cork to get up to Dublin to uh, school. And um, he had said to me that he didn't want to say she's leaving because he was going to go into the music business and he didn't need any certificates for that. So I did a big chat with him. And called in all my IOUs and I was saying, look, we've done this for you and we sent you to the best school. The least you can do is uh, study and at least get your points. Because I said, if you're that keen on the music, we'll support you for three years in the music industry. And if it doesn't work out, at least you'll have your points that you can go to university and study accountancy or something like that. And all the time I was ranting and raving at him, which must have been for ten minutes. He never said a word. So eventually I had to ask him, what do you think of that Fergus? And I won't repeat what he said to me. The only thing to do was go with the flow and support him. I had to stiffen my mouth so that I wouldn't laugh. I didn't want him to see me. I I thought it was funny, the answer he gave me. Arriving in Dublin in eighty six. Fergus may no longer have had the physical
0: strength to carry his own bags, but he sure caught hold of the Irish music scene at a time when the Hothouse Flowers and the Black Velvet Band were all the go.
1: Wild cats
3: What are you going to do in Dublin? He said, I'm going to stay with Johnny Kenyon and I'm going to busk. So he went off down like... Glenn Hansard in the film once playing and he thought all he had to do was pick out his guitar and start singing and the first three or four spots he picked he was told to fake off that they were somebody else's uh, spot so then he got a nice doorway into his shop and he was there and then the shopkeeper came out and told him to fake off he was <laughs> blocking his customers so he realised that busking wasn't <laughs> as easy a career as he thought it was going to be Down for a while.
1: I had uh, what I call the natural cocaine of youth, uh, and uh, I was absolutely driven. And um, and I, I suppose, um, uh, you know, given a different uh, century, wearing a toga in Rome, I might have been a megalomaniac. So uh, much worse than the muscular dystrophy is the fact that I suffer from unrequited megalomania.
0: Fergus's dad got together with friends to buy the old Winstanley Shoe Factory near Christchurch Cathedral in Dublin, now Mother Redcaps. This big city centre building would become Fergus's residence and rehearsal space by 87, and it would also allow Fergus host sessions with the likes of Liam O'Mwainley and Maria Doyle-Kennedy providing a platform for emerging talent alongside his own band interference on what was a very collaborative music
1: scene it was amazing it was a, a, a extraordinary like extraordinary lucky could spit to pay uh, rehearsal charges and we were uh, it was a big enough factory that we would re- rehearse without a- annoying the neighbors and and uh, we were we were able to uh, uh, develop there you know and uh, and of course dublin being the center it was great to It'll hook up with other people and that's how we uh, got the rest of the members of the band, you know. Uh, I, I felt I have arrived, uh, we're on the trip, uh, I'm going to be a multi-millionaire in five years' time uh, and uh, and there was there was quite a few good strong writers at the band. Uh, I mean, Kevin Murphy's incredibly talented, uh, one of the most talented people I've ever worked with uh, and James was great in guitar and Colin McCauley was a, a brilliant fiddle player uh, and um, uh, so I figured we'd make, you know, four or five albums and then we'd go our separate ways and make different albums and then come back together again and make more albums and, and what have you. And uh, it didn't quite work out that way at all. Winstanley wasn't perfect. With limited
0: recording facility and without a proper PA system, Fergus strained his voice and developed vocal nodules. Despite Doctor's orders to rest for a year, he continued writing and recording, and by 1990, he had moved to John Dillon Street close by, where his father invested in a full 16-track recording studio, all to produce the first album.
1: I was looking for someone Thought it might be
0: Within months of the release of Interference's self-titled album, Fergus was disillusioned. Critical acclaim may well have followed, but there was no real commercial success, nor any record deal. Even with a much earlier single, Looking for Someone, reaching number 15 in the charts, and Larry Gogan citing it as one of the records of the year, Fergus and Interference remained unsigned.
1: Well, this is it. Uh, my plan hasn't worked out. Uh, um, a, a certain amount of self blame. I should have done this and I should have done that. And uh, uh, um, and uh, uh, just this kind of uh, ho- hopelessness. The last time I smiled, you are the
0: one. Fergus's condition had deteriorated. Now in a wheelchair, he decided to take a break and join his parents in Cyprus on holiday. But by the time he got there, he had picked up pneumonia always a risk when flying with muscular dystrophy. This would see him spend almost a month in hospital. It was there his perspective changed, thanks really to his Chinese nurse.
5: And I was looking for someone Thought it might be you
1: Meeting Lee, who uh, couldn't speak English, she was only there a week, I'm her two words which was uh, hello and pain as in where's your pain and uh, and then you know I started to give her English lessons and and then within a week going you know I can I can I can marry this person you know and uh, and it's working out and uh, and it just keeps getting better it's it's uh, the longer I'm with her the more I love her which uh, you know you think you'd, you know if you love somebody you love somebody 100% but now I love her 200% and 300% and it just uh it, uh, for, all our, for all our arguing and difficulties which, which all long term relationships have uh, um, uh, by necessity I would say that's part of how you grow And uh, um, um, you know if you don't poke the fire it goes out that really was my um, the, 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 the opening of the door to uh, a new sense of hope you know there are her tiny footsteps coming down the stairs now at the moment Leigh. Would you like a, a, a drink or a tea or uh, coffee? Yeah, coffee
5: would be
0: great.
1: Yeah, i take okay. some more hot water. Okay. Yeah. How are you doing? Very good. She's still on China time. She's back from China, so her clock's eight hours ahead, so she's a, a, a bit strange at the moment.
5: Then we bounce dance. Oh, nobody can some... see. We are so enjoy dance. I make a joke for focus. Oh, I laugh so much. Very <laughs> happy. Nobody can hear we close my curtain We close, we, we dance now. Oh, I dance So make folks so happy For hope, my love
1: you me on through Lee is uh, uh, full of fire She's kind of like a controlled nuclear explosion uh, Full of love, loves music Which was a big thing Um, uh, um, she loved I gave her my CDs when I left the first time and she absolutely loved the music Um, she also had this extraordinary passion so I I, I love drawing so I I had my selection of big biros my greens and my reds and my blues and uh, she was a little bit scatty and every day she'd come in to do her stuff she'd have forgotten her pen uh, so I'd give her a pen and then of course I ended up being down to no pens and so one day then I was feeling a bit better and I uh, 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 electrified my wheelchair down to the kitchen where she was also working, and it was just around lunchtime, badly timed from my point of view, and I was going to oh, my, my, my pens, you know, I need my, my pens, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, one minute, one minute, and so I went back upstairs, and the chair, back of in the room, and she was, pens, pens, here's your pens, and she was stamping her foot up and down the round, going, your pens, your pens, I tried to make lunch, And you know, my pens, pens, and I went, oh my god, I've got to marry this woman.
0: By 1997, Lee had moved to Ireland to be with Fergus, and they would later marry. It was Lee's arrival that prompted Fergus to leave Dublin and come back to Cork, settling in Skull beside his parents. Taking a job in his family's hotel in Skibbereen. Fergus all but parked his musical ambition,
1: believing the adventure was over. To a certain degree, I felt that, uh, look, you gave it an effort, and now God is saying, look, give up the music, here's Lee as as a recompense. That Lee was going to become now the love of my life rather than music. That my happiness was going to remain because I'd found this rather extraordinary person.
0: There were those on the music scene who had other ideas for
1: Fergus. Uh, There was a period of, say, five years when I wasn't actively gigging. I was writing, but I wasn't gigging and I felt I couldn't sing anymore. And occasionally, if I was in Dublin, I'd go and see a Frames gig. And if ever Glenn spotted me at the gig, he would always um, uh, stop a song or before the next song and say, look, um, there's a guy here in the audience, you might know him, Fergus Lafarrell. I think he's one of the greatest singers in Ireland and I want to sing this song for him. And he'd make a big uh, a deal and he'd do that. And I'd be, I'd be high for weeks after it. Fergus's confidence was buoyed
0: and he decided to start singing and performing again. Appearing on the Other Voices TV series restored him and introduced him to a brand new audience.
3: Hello, folks. Welcome to Dingle. Um, this is Other Voices, um, Songs from a Room. Interference, our band,
0: wow, who, when we were, when we were younger, myself and my friend Mick, we, we heard about this band who lived in a loft. We heard about this band who did these, these gigs underground, and they nobody really sort of nobody really knew anything about them but they were kind of known among musicians and very quickly myself and Mick we, 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 we discovered and we found out and we got into the world of interference and their gigs were just outstanding and their gigs always had every other band in town and um, all the other bands in town loved interference but the public didn't seem to know who they were ladies and gentlemen interference Thank you. Soon after, Glenn Hansard visited and stayed with Fergus and Skull. At the end of a week of singing for hours every day, Glenn convinced Fergus his voice was ready and persuaded him to get back on the road and head where he'd never been
1: before, Eastern Europe fighting for your gods They can't hear you now Now with the noise of your guns Oh, settle down Stop fighting for your gods They can't hear you now Now with the noise of your guns
0: Fergus had found joy again in doing what he's best at performing live
1: Mountains the county Cork I was born in. This One of the things that was so invigorating about the first tour warm. was that um, even though some of the songs I'd been playing in Ireland for whatever, 10 or 15 years, so because th- they'd they never heard them in the Czech Republic, it was like, it was like the songs that had only been written all that's yesterday. Is for more and more killing. Thank you. This fresh
0: success brought the opportunity to perform his own song, Gold, in the movie Once. But the joy was soon offset by his muscular dystrophy, advancing and finally robbing him of his ability to play any instrument.
1: When I found that I couldn't play guitar anymore, that was a killer. I mean, that was very depressing. I could still play piano at that point, but it still really hurt a lot because I wrote mostly on guitar. Uh, And then when I lost the piano, actually, I I got very depressed. Uh, to the point where I actually put myself into the into the mental health health, health system, which I believe, uh, um, which was a great help. Uh, um, uh, and uh, and of course, that's when the painting became uh, you know more serious. Uh, I suppose as the psychologist said, the playing of piano and that kind of stuff was my uh, release. Uh, you know, from whatever tensions built up from uh, being disabled, because it, because to you know be, sit around and not be able to do stuff has its own pressures. And I remember occasionally, you know, I I I'd be feeling kind of depressed, and and then and then I go, well, of course you're depressed. You're 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 completely crippled in a wheelchair, and you you know you're oh, not only that you're an artist. And artists are prone to uh, depression anyway. That's part part of where the energy comes from. Our comedians have it as well. So you're you're not only an artist, but you're you're disabled, and you're in the most difficult business in the world to try and make it. An image based business and so you're screwed there as well so of course you're depressed so i used to never be bothered about being depressed but once i lost the ability then to to release through the piano and the guitar then i was just left alone with the depression and that was that was extremely uh, difficult to deal with but as i say with through um cognitive therapy and stuff i did uh, i found that a great help and as i say getting back into the painting and and, and the doodling has just really replaced uh, what i was missing there so things are good
0: Maura but... Caesar and Fergus are putting the finishing touches to the long-standing second album. Do you
1: have the uh, you have the sopranos. Those uh, uh, sopranos are the
0: Over the years, as muscular dystrophy takes its toll, Fergus there. has had to relearn how to sing. The
1: sopranos, uh, 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 forget the whole choir um, of the moment, but just the. Uh, the top
5: line.
1: Is that a mandolin? Yeah, well, well, essentially, my lungs would sort have of had a, 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 a large capacity. I, I, I started playing trumpet at the age of eight, and I remember being tested when I was, like, uh, 11 or 12 for, for my lung capacity, and I had a bigger uh, lung capacity than, than the doctor who was testing me. But, of course, the diaphragm muscles have been... Uh, um, atrophying along with the rest of my muscles so my my left diaphragm muscle is now practically gone so I'm doing all my breathing with the with the right one and of course with lack of use the 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 lungs uh, um, lose their capacity so my left lung is down to about the size of a small balloon and uh, and the right one so it just makes breathing and getting breath and holding notes a lot more difficult however uh, when I did when I when I did have the power to sing I used to overuse vibrato, and I—I I, I would have uh, put it this way: I, I, um, I, 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 the, the weaker uh, uh, my breathing has become, the better a singer I've become. Oddly enough, now it's not—I'm now getting to a stage where, where it, it looks like I'm, going, I'm going to have to go through uh, probably my third adjustment of where I've got to re uh, um, look at the way I sing and uh, you know how I uh, express the singing. And particularly if I write new material, I'll write that within the scope. Uh, so even though at the time it's been very uh, depressing and I would have had months or even a couple of years of thinking I could never sing again, but then I'd hear, hear, hear something and, uh, and find, oh, well, actually, if I start singing that way, um, uh, that'll work. And, and so far it has been working.
0: In 2011, when life seemed to be coming back onto an even keel, Fergus was rushed to hospital, in his mid forties, facing into another bout of pneumonia, Fergus was sailing closer to the edge than ever before. This time, the doctors didn't think he'd pull through.
1: For those three weeks, I was living in absolute horror. It was like a nightmare world. The mad thing is that because of the nature, the way the drugs can interact, and because then you're you're brought semi-conscious, you, your brain starts mixing what's what's actually real with what's not real. So you know, even if even when I, when I was being visited by the folks. In fact, Lee has a notebook here somewhere because I couldn't speak, obviously, with the tube. Then I'd be trying to write, but of course I couldn't, I can't write. At the, it's hard to write at the best of times, but certainly lying down in the bed, you know. So I was trying to, I'd be, I'd, I'd be obviously in a very distressed state trying to communicate something. They'd be me pens and trying to hold the, the, the pads at the right angle and I'd be writing things like, call the police, you know, call the guards, you know, and it was like, call, you know, they'd be looking at, call the guards, uh, kill Kill uh, me was one of the ones I wrote down, and they and, and they thought then, what do, they, 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 does he want to be killed? And it was like, I, I, what I meant was like they're they they're trying to kill me, you know. So even when I was actually, you know, in, in the more conscious state, um, I was still and um, literally, you know, living in this kind of a nightmare world. And then when the family would be going, I'd be like, like don't go. There was points that I'd be holding at hands, and I just wouldn't leave go because it was like. Like, I, I, I was absolutely convinced that once they were gone this time that I was, you know, I was very lucky that, 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 that i survived so far, but that once they were gone, I, I was going to be killed.
0: With his life in the balance, Fergus's mother chose the words she knew would reach him.
2: But before I left, I said to Fergus, I said, when they take out that vent, I said, imagine you're on stage. And I said, you want to blast out a song. I said, you suck in that air as much as you can. And an hour after, he was yakking away.
0: 20 years on from Interference's legendary first album, Fergus is at last releasing the follow-up, The Sweet Spot. His song Gold... Paying its way around the world in the stage production of Once will make Dublin this year. As for the man himself, Fergus is back performing live.
1: His talent for life as bright as ever. It's a bit like um, uh, 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 you're you're starting the gig, you're walking towards this massive cliff edge, you've no parachute, and then the gig begins and you have to just trust yourself and jump off the... or let, let yourself fall off the cliff... Uh, potentially to your death, and then uh, next thing you know, an hour and a half has gone by, and you've, you're on the ground and you land, and you're perfectly safe. And uh, th- that hour and a half almost doesn't exist; it's like a minute or or ten seconds. You know, people say, you know, have you got a, a death wish or something? And it's not, no, I've got a life wish because when those people are climbing, they never feel more alive because nothing else exists except the moment and that intensity, and that that has an incredible beauty in it. I'm walking on moonbeams And staring out to sea And if the door be closed
0: Then a row of homes start
1: building And tear your
4: curtains down
5: Our sunlight is like gold.
1: soul
2: How long do you think before they